again every hello every, hello everyone welcome again to wrestling Inc. podcast another saturday night edition tonight nxt takeover chicago i'm here with myself matt morgan and chris featherstone guys how are you guys doing great doing good matt how are you doing fantastic <laughs> yeah another uh few technical difficulties but we're all good uh chris uh what, what were your thoughts uh, general thoughts on tonight it was good. I think every match had a really good quality to it. I wasn't looking forward to it from a storyline standpoint as much as I did the four, the most of the other takeovers, but I think just overall from a match quality standpoint, it was pretty good. I agree. I, I think uh, I think they they kind of built Champa up to the main event level. I think he's probably going to be facing Alistair Black the next uh, at the next takeover. That's that what it good. seemed like to me. Uh, Matt, what were your thoughts on tonight? Can you hear me okay? Here you perfect. Um, great main event match. Um, great storytelling. Really good storytelling. Um, I don't know what they give out for six and seven star and apparently eight star matches now, but <laughs> storyline wise, the incredible story they told in that main event. Um, the girls' match did nothing for me. No offense, yeah. anybody in the match. Um, and there was a. The, the beginning was hot, super hot. The crowd was almost too hot, um, and then um, I, and that's where you, and that we'll get into it. But um, I was looking forward to most, obviously Ricochet, you know, versus yeah. uh, Velveteen Dream. That was the match I was looking forward to most. Great match. Velveteen Dream sells like nobody else's business. He has a completely different style on his cell. Um, he, he's just that kid is going to be so damn good. I agree. I think he's a superstar. I just hope they don't push him too quick. He's like on his promos. I think he still needs a little work. I feel like he doesn't have the character all the way down. Like he still feels like he's playing a character, but in the ring, he's got it. I just feel like he just needs to tweak a couple things, but I think he, I think he's a superstar. Uh, Chris, you want to take us through the, through the main card? Absolutely. Uh, so we start off with uh, only Matt, working. And also, and, Matt's got a ladder behind him, so he's selling uh, selling the yeah, paper. Right, this tomorrow Sunday. night. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow night, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Danny Birch and uh, Oni Lorkin. Um, Danny Birch just recently got signed to a WWE contract. I think a few months back, they teamed yeah. him up with Oni Lorkin, who's been doing his kind of doing his kind of own thing. Really trying to establish himself in NXT. They make a really good British tag team. Um, them and Pete Dunn have been feuding against uh, the Undisputed Era. So they took it to uh, or- Orkin and Birch against uh, Roderick Strong and um, Kyle O'Reilly. So crowd was super hot uh, for this. Um, you know, it's a Chicago crowd and uh, very, they heavily, heavily favored uh, Undisputed Era. Uh, Matt, what, I mean, what do you think about uh, these type of crowds? I mean, you, you've dealt with uh, very uh, mark-heavy crowds. Uh, have you ever dealt with like a, a Chicago or New York crowd just kind of uh, just kind of torturing you while you were babyface? And how does that affect just your in-ring work? I got I, I usually got to work heel, so I'd get cheered mm-hmm. if it was like me. Let's say it's TNA. I remember mm-hmm. poor, poor Abyss got booed out of the building, and I was the heel and trying to do everything I could to make him boo, um, yeah. but wasn't wasn't given that night. Um, but by proxy at WWE, when I'd be doing my squash matches, 
maybe chanting boring, probably mm-hmm. reading newspapers and I just don't remember. Um, <laughs> it, it not watching or caring whatsoever. Um, but, you know, big man isn't their cup of tea, usually. And you can tell tonight they're, it's still not their cup of tea. Although at the end, homeboy got, um, uh, got, got a little bit of shine out of that crowd tonight because his mouth was bleeding. Um, what's his mm-hmm. name? The big uh, monster. Lars Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just think you, you, you – it, it depends on where you're at in your storyline. If this is a fresh match, let's say, like, like, like maybe, maybe two months into the storyline – you're taught to go with what the crowd gives you, right? But but you really can't because you're doing a TV show, and you've got to keep it. You have to keep a character because it can ruin the next, the third and fourth and fifth chapter coming up because you went into business for yourself and wanted to get pops when you're supposed to be the heel. Let me now, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Rise. Let me ask you both a question real quick. If any yeah. of these four guys, maybe Roderick Strong, but if any of these four guys walk by you, would you be like, oh shit, that's Oni Larkin? <laughs> right no you know what i mean like they just it was no. a good match but i don't see i see these guys as the revival on the main roster like they're not going to go anywhere on the main roster no, you're right i agree yeah, yeah it's uh i love the match i thought i thought they did a great job um i just think undisputed era without adam cole is just some guys that are not going to make it on the main roster and i i think uh danny birch and oni larkin they can go in the ring but when they're in the ring, I'm like, wait, wait, which one is that again? You know, uh, I think there, I think there's people who are just really destined for NXT, and to me, yeah. that's totally okay. You know what I mean? That's and, guys. and that's, that's the problem when, is that the, there's a feeling that, okay. that you have to go from NXT, right? And yeah, yeah, I mean, but you know, it's to me, it's okay. I, you know, there's, there's, I mean, if you're just destined for NXT, and hey, you know, they they're going to have much more cheers than they ever will in the main roster, so. You know, go collect your check in NXT, and uh, that's how you become. You know, if, if, if and the thing is, NXT is such a hot brand now that if by any chance they do leave the WWE, I think that their namesake would be hot enough. You know, right now to you know get a higher an independent you know check or independent spot right now, as opposed to in the main you know going to the main roster and just jobbing out to everybody no one's going to care about you know booking them for an independent show so you know i think you just got to take the good with the bad i think that was the, one of the things i thought would take over tonight was it's a lot of guys that i just don't see going far on the main roster mm. i see velveteen dream that's about it really honestly you, maybe you, lars sullivan you don't think ricochet will get a chance i just think he's too mm. small I think that I think he's Neville, you know, like they, they will put him at that, that kind of level where he's, he does cool stuff, but they won't, they wouldn't give him, they wouldn't have him beat Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. Right. right. It, just, it just seems like they have that size thing in their head. I love Ricochet. I, I think he's awesome. I, he does things that I've never seen before, but I just don't see him getting that push. Same top. with Adam Cole. Same with Adam Same Cole. Adam I Cole, think yeah. that he's. Uh, he, I think he's incredible, just as a character. But I don't think that the WWE main roster would will treat him uh, as good as he is. Yeah, he'll get a pop the night after WrestleMania if he debuts. Sure. He'll get you know the big city pops, but yeah. I just think uh, you never know. I mean, there are a Daniel Bryan and a CM Punk, but they're more the exception to the rule than the rule right. itself. So, absolutely, yeah. I agree. So with uh, Ricochet and Velveteen Hogan, uh, <laughs> it was uh, 
Man, I tell you what, man, just uh, so Velveteen is money. I just, what, so was <laughs> it? Were his because his tights were like uh, what Ricochet wore in Lucha Underground when he was Prince Puma. Yeah. So was it yeah. like a subtle nod, like trying to dress up like Hogan, but really doing the Prince Puma thing, or? No, he, you know he's he does the Rick Rude thing though. You know he he's done that before. You know with I think with Cassius Ono, he's feuded with Cassius Ono and, and Alistair Black. Those have been his two other big feuds, and he's made a he's made a rib you know on his tights with them too. So he's yeah. sticking with his kind of Rick Rude type of flair, but. I have no idea where this Velveteen Hogan thing came from. I have no idea. But to me, it was money. I think, I mean, and he played it to no end. He did the whole uh, ear thing with the hand thing. <laughs> he did the poses. I think it was absolutely incredible. Matt, what do you think? thought it was good. I thought it was good. I like his own gimmick better, uh, him doing his own shtick. Um, yeah. Dude needs muscles to be flexing them. Um, but um, other than that, uh, like he's charismatic as hell, and uh, just wow, that match! I love that match tonight. I, I did, and I love that they scouted each other's stuff and they made a big deal about the reversals of mm-hmm. each other's moves. Um, I, I just think I, I can't say enough good things. There's not enough, like I can't think of the proper words. Honestly, that's how good that kid is. I, he is going to be so big. Yeah, I think. Ricochet was amazing in this too. I mean, the stuff that that guy can do is just. Oh yeah, he's a video game character. You know, yeah. like he's <laughs> sure he's is. off the charts. Here's the thing, though. You're not. Here's the thing, though, about Ricochet. The difference between him and the other guy you brought up. Uh, what was his name? Come on, who's Double no longer there? No, no, no. The little guy you said didn't make it. Little elf-looking motherfucker. What's his name? Daniel Bryan. Uh, Neville. 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 Oh, Neville. <laughs> that that dude. All right. Yeah, Neville. No offense to him. Is ugly as sin. That dude, um, Ricochet, has got a good look on him. I don't care how short he is. He's a good-looking dude. Chicks are going to think he's hot, and guys are going to be popping like crazy for his moves. Okay? Similar to somewhat to a younger AJ uh, in a weird way. Um, Not that I'm judging guys' looks, but he's a good-looking dude, and I can see him, Vince, loving that dude's face. Like, this is where we make our money, and and playing that to the hilt because he is special. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree with that. I think the contrary, though, is that um, with AJ, he has a good ground game. You know, well, I don't. I don't really let's, see let's that. Very, let's, 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 let's. You're not listening to me. I'm talking about the face. A guy being a good-looking yeah, guy yeah, that dudes are going to pop for for move sets, and girls are like that dude's hot. Period. Nothing more. Nothing about compare, c- competing moves. Nothing like that. I'm talking about putting on a T-shirt and and making merch money off of them. That's a good. He, he's he's not your typical sideshow midget pissant X division wrestler. Yeah. He he looks like a movie star to me facially. My wife has said like, I think there's probably been like four wrestlers she's ever said were hot, and uh, Sean back in the day, uh, and Ricochet she said tonight was one of them, and The Rock, you know, back you know, which The Rock is the Rock. Every one of our wives said The Rock. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. To your point, Matt, he's got that. He's got that look, uh, and that does take you somewhere. You know, there is a difference why Seth gets more protected than AJ. AJ is going to be on the cover of WWE 2K19, which is amazing. Uh, but um, yeah. you could tell they, you could tell Vince uh, thinks more of Seth than, I agree. than AJ. Yeah, and I think that's part of it. You know. Now, how do you now, Matt? Mark, here, okay, so with so with your point. 
uh, how do you, based on your experience working with Vince McMahon, how do you make Ricochet, and it, and it goes back to my whole ground game point as far as what Ricochet is lacking, how do you allow make him a main roster star based on uh, the moveset that he have now? Of course, you know, you know, just for face value, just having a, a good look isn't necessarily the end-all, be-all. You know, how would you kind of uh, make him a main roster guy just totally, even with his moveset? AJ's ground game is not what brought him to the dance. AJ's flair in the middle of the air with his foot back, his Michael Jordan logo, everything he does looks different from everybody else when AJ hits the air. That's why AJ's money. He had to add a ground game early on so he could pass the WWE, we break you down and build you back up, and we've right. implemented this. We made him a pit bull. Don't you guys remember that? They try to push him as this pit bull AJ Styles. Yeah. Like, what the frick are they doing? <laughs> He's not a pit bull. But nonetheless, he went through that annoying – it's like when you shave your head and your hair's growing back. It's that weird phase where you're like, I don't know, I'm just put a hat on. Um, that was like that for AJ's part of his career, that one chapter. It was annoying the hell out of me. And going, just let him go. Let him be AJ. So anyways, he flies like nobody else. And I don't mean physically. I mean like his, his body language is just different. Ricochets? I never thought I would ever say this because AJ has always been my dude as far as what I'm talking about. Being different when he when he with his offensive moves, especially in the air, ricochets is just to me incredibly original, different. It just looks different. He doesn't look like another flip flopping flyer to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe other fans out there are like ah, another X division guy. I can see that from the young bugs. Maybe they're all saying that. I don't know. I just know for me, the fan when I watch, my eyes do not leave him. Yeah, it's like Ray Mysterio. It's kind of that same thing where With Ray had that special quality that separated him from all the other small guys. Even that, if even if they could do the same stuff, Ray had that intangible charisma, and I think Ricochet kind of has that. He's a smooth looking dude. Like when he hits his stuff too, like like it wasn't even hard. Like did you see him? Did you see him? Did you see him when he flipped out of the last NXT? Yes. Out of the ring and landed on his feet. He's like, holy crap. So I show, when my friends come over and they, we, we, they talk about wrestling, I always show that spot uh, the last week and a half. I'll show that spot with him in Velveteen Dream where he like lands, does that flip outside the ring, and then mm. the first couple minutes of his match with Will Ospreay. Where it's like a dance. It doesn't look like a serious athletic competition, but it's awesome, right? Mm. Like It, it doesn't yeah. look like they're trying to kill each other, but it's amazing yeah. what they're doing. And one, and one thing that does get lost in the shuffle, and I don't know if this is because Velveteen is still new, somewhat new, he's still green. That's what's scary about that dude's potential. <laughs> but, Matt, right? were you saying he didn't have muscles? Velveteen's pretty ripped. He's ripped. He's ripped, he's ripped skinny like a basketball player. He's not muscular to be doing Hulk Hogan's. Go back and watch that. He looks like me when I was six years old doing that pose, Hulk Hogan, chest pose. But it was funny. It worked. It, it definitely worked like, like you said, bro. You're right. For but, um, WWE today, he's he's big, a big guy for WWE today. He's tall. Um, yeah. but, but but really quick, I was gonna say about guys, you got me off track now. It was a good point I was gonna make about Velveteen. Seriously, uh, oh yeah, what happens when you get in a match with Ricochet is if you're not used to it, like when you throw when Velveteen kept throwing a punch or a clothesline that you knew he was gonna miss, he was really really giving it away from like a mile away. Like yeah, duck this, yeah, duck this. And, it, and, and it, it, that's the only thing, and we're really nitpicking here, but that's something that, brother, not that he's watching this, but you, you got to throw that and take that dude's face off, and it's his job to duck, period. Yeah. yeah. I, I noticed that too, Matt, you know, just because Ricochet is going to be Ricochet. 
you know, and it's, it's kind of like he's to the point where, you know, his opponent has to adapt to his style, you know, and uh, I, I'm so used to looking at him and in, in, in Osprey and in, in New yes. Japan and things yes. like that. You know what I mean? Well, and so, you know, yeah. here's yeah, the thing. I, they they got to treat him special. They can't have him just Kane come out and choke slam him and kill him. Right. Uh, True. Okay. right. They, they that's what they do. They did that with Finn Balor. Kane just killed Finn that. Balor and. It just killed, uh, kind of killed his aura. They they got to treat him like something special, like he can overcome the size. If they'll do that, I don't know, but I hope so because he is amazing. I agree with you, so, and I think and with he, Finn and, and Ray, match, well, by the way. with <laughs> Finn and Ray as well, they created a gimmick that was kind of larger than life that made them look bigger than what they really really are. And I think Ricochet has the potential to do that, to you know, to kind of just chop someone down who's like uh, a big guy. That's the reason why I think that. I would I would enjoy a few with him and Lars. You know, I think that would just kind of be to me that was kind of that would kind of be a litmus test of how he would be able to do the main, main roster. roster. Yeah. Because because that would that would show me how and I think it would show Vince as well. You what know what it, I mean? How what he it, what it looks like. Yeah, what exactly. it would look like. Yeah, yeah. So I would I would I would like him and Lars to go at it. I don't think Lars is good. I know everybody likes him. I think he's. I don't think he's good. <laughs> he's a guy I see Vince pushing, but sadly, I do too. I do too. Yeah, of all the guys on this main roster, if I had, it, it's a Baron Corbin kind of thing, right? Like he, uh, he's going to get that opportunity now. If if that goes above and beyond, or if he ends up as a you know Stephanie McMahon's lackey, we'll see. But yeah. I definitely <laughs> see that. So, uh, did Can we say the winners of the first match? Uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, Undisputed Era retained. Uh, Adam Cole was forced to go out, which got a huge uh, BS chance, and uh, Chicago Crab was not happy about that. And then uh, Ricochet uh, defeated Velveteen Dream. Real quick, before we go to Shayna Baszler, do you think that that's hurting his character? Because I think he, the only person he, uh, who he got over against was Cassius Ono during his big feuds. Do you what think do you that that's hurting Velveteen Dream or, or or no? What's that? Him losing? He can continue to lose his feuds. Well, he, beat, he did beat Cassius. Um, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, he beat right. Cassius Ono, but he's I lost against Black and uh, Ricochet. I don't know why he loses. I would never book him to lose, but that's me. Well, I yeah, think I mean, Ricochet is new, too. so he, he, yeah. it is his first show, so it made sense for him to win. But This I, was his first show? Yeah. No, he was he, Well, he was in the ladder. First takeover. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But singles, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, first singles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see why they made him win, but I think you know, I, I think this feud was good enough to continue and to carry over. You know, and I think if Velveteen Dream would have got the first win, Ricochet would have had the the big win at the end. So. I honestly see we'll Velveteen see. Dream going to the main roster sooner sooner than later. He seems I hope like uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I think I think he could do some work, but yeah. he seems like the kind of guy that they want to cherry pick from NXT yeah. for sure. Yeah. So Shayna Baszler uh, and Nikki Cross, it seems like this was kind of a filler uh, feud um, for somebody bigger, maybe Carrie Sane uh, with, with Shayna Baszler. Uh, it, it, I don't know. It, it, was, it was just something that, that was a bit of a disconnect to me with, with this feud altogether when, you know, Nikki Cross stole the title. It seems like they're keeping her on the on NXT just to kind of help her character. I, don't, I still don't understand why they didn't bring her up with Sanity, but to me, what do you think, man? It, to me, it seems like it was a bit of a disconnect for me with this feud altogether, and that it seems like they just wanted to, you know, kind of put some rounds on on Shayna to make her look more better for the next baby face. If Shayna doesn't have a really good baby face, 
I find her dead in the water. I, 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 yeah. I, I'm not, I, I want to be a fan of hers because I've been waiting forever for the four horse woman to come to, you know, NXT and have one of them get in the ring and start wrestling because we saw those YouTubes of them horsing around in the ring. Some of them mm-hmm. look like they were, might be halfway decent. Shayna was one of them. She gets signed to a contract. Um, so I was excited, you know, to see what she could do because she's athletic. She's an athletic stud. But this stuff, she's still missing. I don't know what it is, dude. I just know the girl sitting in the front. This was ass backwards. That girl in the front row, uh, Carrie, was a Carrie Sane, mm-hmm. is charismatic as hell. I find her very charismatic. Uh, she's a good-looking, fiery baby face. She's got a pretty cool moveset. Uh, she gets the fans up at the right time. I, I love her. I think she's. I think she could be good. WWE will ruin her, but uh, here she's great. I find Shayna Baszler kind of boring. Like I, I, I liked her with the feud with Ember Moon. I thought, but I think it was because Ember was so good in that feud. Like you were really behind her. Shayna yeah. came off as this bully that you want to see Ember overcome. You know, and and but once Shayna Shayna won, it was just kind of like, eh, <laughs> you know, do, it's just. Do you guys get the badass vibe from her anymore? No. I don't. No, and she's legit. You know, no, it's so weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't get. You know, I'm, she's improved greatly. She's not bad in the ring. She hasn't. You know, she hasn't been around that long. But it's her wrestling voice. Start watching her matches. Yeah. Listen to her trash talking wrestler. It's oh, horrible. Yeah. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's like a kid playing re- pro wrestler. It's like <laughs> being told in a school play you're playing Brock Lesnar, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right, all right. Well, there it goes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it, I agree with you. I, I agree with you both. It just it really seems like she needs that baby face to to make her a stronger heel. I think Carrie Sana do it. Uh, I think she Carrie Sane, Dakota Kai, uh, Natalie had mentioned yeah. in the chat. I think she's a natural baby face. I think she's great. oh Ooh. certainly Ooh. Dakota, Dakota Kai. Kai. She was the one yeah. that you know, she injured Dakota Kai and stomped her, her arm. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, and it, it it was he was kind of feuding with her during the Ember Moon feud. Yeah. She was it was it was right around the same time she stomped Dakota Kai's arm and then she tried to do it on Ember. I think she did do it on Ember Moon during the during the uh, takeover match. Uh, who's who, who, who's the girl who whips her hair? Bianca uh, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. I, I I think that she is absolute money. Uh, you know I, she I have a really too, though. I have she a really could, she, she has potential to be money though. She, Raj. she could yeah, be. I agree. I hundred percent. I think she's a star. She does. The only problem, though, is that uh, they're booking her as a heel now over the past few weeks. I don't know I why. I see that. She has why. kind of a natural swagger. That, uh, uh, yes, she does. But uh, she was getting cheered. Like, why are you just – I don't know. I, I think I, I would have liked Belair versus Bel- versus Baszler. It seems like she's about to beat up uh, Dakota Kai. He's, I, <laughs> Dakota I Kai think you have Kyrie Sane beat Baszler yeah. and then do uh, Bianca and Kyrie Sane. That's, that's where mm-hmm. I'd go. Okay. Dakota Kai needs work, I think. She, but she's such a natural baby face. She's like a baby. But people were cheering Belair though. Like they were cheering her, and then she did that vignette of saying, "I'm the EST," and now she's you know uh, bullying. Uh, she's the she's the best. She's the greatest. I mean, it's it's the oh, know, okay. Uh, oh, EST. EST. Yeah. Oh, EST. I thought it was like it's not Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Oh, well, it man. seems like. It, yes, <laughs> It All seemed right. like it could have been like established too, because you know EST is established, and so like I always thought that's what it was. I swear to God, <laughs> but it was Eastern <laughs> Standard Time or no established. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> when I first saw that, I thought it was, and then when they did the vignettes of I'm um, the EST, I was, oh okay, I get it. It's like the goat. 
like the new, yeah the new goat gotcha. the new goat yeah all right um so where does where does nikki go rosh I don't know. I think she needs work too. I don't see a, you know, I, I actually didn't think it was the right move to move her to the main roster with sanity either. So I mm. think, uh, even like her smiling and stuff, I know what she was trying to do, but it didn't come across as natural. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, just kind of, it, it seemed like acting, not like uh, a natural thing. So she, she doesn't seem ready to me. Mm. Matt, where does she go? I think I don't, I don't see her on the main roster. I don't think, like wrestling wise, she's even not that she's horrible, but I don't know. She doesn't catch my eye. She doesn't make me. You know what I mean? There's there. The, she doesn't pass my eye test, and I don't mean prettiness wise. I mean like what she star. does in that ring. Yeah, does she look like a star? She, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think I think not being with Sanity uh, really shows a lot of weaknesses in her character. I think uh, when she was with Sanity, I think they accentuated her positives of being just like that crazy because she would jump on a lot of the guys when they and that worked. That yeah, worked, and, and that helped her. Yeah, but now it's just her by herself, and I think there's a lot of weaknesses that's being shown. That's people are just not really buying her, buying into her. As well, much when as, a girl is when a girl's attacking a man and kicking his ass, you can't get much more over than that. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what that's why Jacqueline got over a lot back in the day. Oh, Lita, yeah. Lita, remember when she first started? Oh, she would she hit would... the moon salts on everyone. Yeah. She was with S.A. Rios, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jazz as well. She, Jazz. she got over a lot. By China, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, Keith Lee, uh, my boy Keith Lee. Uh, they showed her appearance with that. Uh, looks like uh, he's. Uh, Coming, coming through. The big dude. He was the big dude in the audience that they showed. He's a huge independent wrestler, gigantic. He's like what, like three hundred and fifty pounds, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, does he? all these uh, incredible, incredible athletic moves. Keith Lee. Oh, he's. Uh, uh, yeah, real big and evolve. Um, oh. you know, yeah, yeah. He was he was a big, uh, big boy, uh, big star in evolve. Uh, he was in ROAs for a while. Uh, teamed with uh, Shane Taylor. Uh, and so they they feuded with uh, War Machine, War, War Raiders. Um, so that was one of their big feuds when Shane Taylor was in ROH. So, um, but yeah, I mean, crowd though he looked like he was like a, a the building manager. Like he doesn't yeah. look like you know. He, you know he, what looked, I mean? he looked to me like a former retired football player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good description. <laughs> yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, don't give WWE any uh, any ideas, man. <laughs> no, That's your gimmick. <laughs> Debut on the day uh, on the main <laughs> roster. How old is this dude? He's, uh, he's early thirties. Yeah, early thirties, I believe. Yeah. Well, good luck to him. That's cool. He's talented yeah. as hell. He just needs to he needs to learn to work that style because he does a bunch of high spots, uh, and that's kind of his his shtick. So we'll see. I, yeah, I think he's talented as hell, though. Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll do fantastic. Yeah. So uh, it just depends, of course, where they're going to. Put him. I think if they want to want him as a babyface, I'd be interested in a few with him and Lars Sullivan. Just a, you know, two Rams just kind of going at it and seeing how it goes. Just like when uh, Lars was feuding against, um, oh goodness, what's his name? Uh, Killian Dane, Big Damo. Um, I think that that was a pretty good feud. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, Alistair Black. Um, again, we we talked about this in the, in the beginning of the show. Him and Lars. It doesn't seem like. It's killing, is, it's killing Aleister Black. This matchup yeah, is killing him. It didn't feel like a main event. I, and it wasn't the main event. I and guess, it wasn't. It wasn't. 
Yeah. Felt like nothing special. It, it seems like NXT isn't really kind of elevating his uh, reign as champ because he didn't main event uh, Nola either. He didn't. He he uh, the uh, Champa and Gargano was the main event for that for that too. Take yeah. that, I don't know. Take that. Take take Gargano and them's match out of it, and let's say this was the main event. Even last time, like. It's not a good matchup for him and for Alistair Black. They did a good job introducing him. They did a good job of part of making him, of growing him, if you will, Alistair Black. Hey, he had that CM Punkish, I guess you would call vibe, where people like Oh Smart Merch think he's cool and whatever have you. Um, he, they do a good job of intertwining his uh, uh, was it his he was a kickboxer, correct? Uh, or some yeah. Sam, whatever it's called. Yes. Yeah. But his offense is different. I like his okay. kicks and whatnot, is what I'm saying. And then the enter, you know, this 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 entire angle with Lars. It's it's been horrible for him. It does is not elevated him whatsoever. Did you hear him in the ring tonight? Yeah, they keep reading the title to get any kind of reaction from them at the end. And this is a hot crowd. Yeah. They put him on the mic way too much during this whole angle. Uh he he went from yeah. Saying nothing, which I know, toward, you know, toward the I loved it. I mean, yeah. it, it, helped, it helped his character. Uh, Velveteen Dream wanted him to say three words. He wanted him to say, "Say my name." That was the whole angle yeah. to build around him saying, "Say my name," which was amazing, which was awesome, and, right? And, right, and he said his name, and he got that. That got so over, and then you slap a mic on him. You know, I think like two out of the past three weeks, he spent the first uh, bit of NXT talking on the mic. Yeah. I'm like, why are you? I mean, that just kills his character to me because it was it was about being mysterious and and letting, you know, his actions speak in the ring, and just get yeah. putting that mic on it just kills it to me. And I just this whole angle to me has been a disconnect. I think Champa will be the uh, step in the right direction. I think Adam yeah. Cole would be the wrong move because I think people would be more behind Adam Cole than Alistair oh, yeah. Black. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's the fans of Adam Cole, uh, but. Tommaso Ciampa, if that's next, which I'm guessing it is, that's, you know, that's a few that I think the fans could get into. Because, yeah, this kind of sucked. And uh, this felt like an intercontinental title match, right? Like it was just it was just there. Yeah, mid-level. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And hopefully, like you said, hopefully he gets the the, the right heel to dance with. Um, I think Ciampa would be a fantastic option. EC3 was uh, MIA, uh, so uh, maybe – they, they, like him they, they, they yeah they may have they may do something with him and Gargano because you know Gargano interrupted uh, his match with Fabian Ochner you know when he did the whole contract thing so maybe they'll do something with EC3 and Gargano which I think it'll be okay between them two as far as the feud is concerned. Yeah, Matt, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I got nothing. <laughs> where, where do you think where do you think uh um alistair black goes next as far as a few oh i agree it'd be champa it should, it should be champa champa's unless they keep continuing this johnny champa yeah. storyline which i mean they, may. they keep one-upping it somehow mm-hmm. their matches are great but i think it's it's reached its shelf life you know i think it's uh right time to move yeah. on with that but but it, it would make sense to be Chapa just because he's got heat and then some. Yeah, yeah. And he looks. So, I agree. Alistair Black won that with the black mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, repeatedly. Well, uh, he he put he put yeah he did two of them. 
Sullivan kicked out the. Well, he he got up when he did the first one, and then he was kneeling, and he did a black mass after that and yep. knocked him out. Um, so Champa and Gargano, we we kind of touched throughout the uh, podcast tonight. Um, just overall, uh, Matt Morgan, you have your uh, star rating as uh, as of tonight. So uh, we we just uh, did away with D- Dave Meltzer's star rating. It's now the Matt Morgan star rating. Sure. So how many stars did you give this match, Matt Morgan? Ooh, last match. Their last match. If if, if homeboys given out like seven stars, that <laughs> that last match, I I, I honestly I swear to God I would have given uh, a seven equal footing. Mm-hmm. Tonight, tonight, I would have given it eight if Johnny won, but I don't think I should make decisions based on <laughs> the babyface winning. That's not like a Mark saying that, that that the babyface didn't go over. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know. I give it a seven and a half. Wow. The storyline was amazing. Was and, great. Had, and, and to come back to where they would, like the boards at the end. Yeah, that was awesome. I don't care who you guys are. You had to have forgotten about that. I wonder why they even go there. Um, just to just to, just for the T spot, you'd figure because twenty minutes went by or so or whatever long before they came back at the very end of that. I didn't see that coming. I'm, I'm and have you ever seen the that? Ring, the ring, just the details of this. Uh, such good storytellers. Have you ever seen that in WWE where they they cut the just aprons NXT. to expose it? Just NXT, the actual. What was it? real NXT the original when yeah. they came in? Remember with uh, oh right 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 they beat up John Cena and the Dan- Nexus yeah mm-hmm. Nexus sorry yeah 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 yeah, yeah uh, that's it, I mean in a match I've never seen that before and it's it, I mean I love what these guys do I love I love this match I thought it was great it's one of those things though I don't see either of these guys getting far in the main roster we don't care Bo we're asking what's your oh. All right. Rating. Star rating. We're in NXT world right now. In this bubble world of NXT, how entertained were you? Seven stars is the new seven and a half. <laughs> it's it's still it's still five, but this was so good. Out of five, I'd give it four. Four or four and a half. I mean, yeah. it, the crowd was hot. You know what always hurts for me is uh and this is why I'll pick Flair and Steamboat over Okada and Omega. Uh, because I thought those Omega oh, and too. Okada was the too. best athletic uh, match I've ever seen. But Flair and Steamboat were superstars, right? Like just mm-hmm. another level of stardom. And seeing like these larger than life stars and Omega and Okada, I don't get that. And same thing with uh, Ciampa and Gargano. They're not right. superstars, but they had a super entertaining match. I loved it. As far as the match went, that's fair. Perfect. That's a good point. I, I never would, I would never put them up there with Flair versus Steamboat, by the way. A lot of well, yeah. So Meltzer, like you know, that outrated everything. <laughs> yeah. No. And exactly. you know, I, I, I love think that it, match too. I did too. But I think if I showed my friends off the street, well, uh, just anyone, uh, that if I showed them The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, and if I showed them Omega and Okada, I think they'd pick mm. Rock versus Hogan because oh, they know him. It's the no crowd question. was insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so it's all about like if you're in that bubble, yes, Omega versus Okada may, may be the greatest match ever. But uh, if you're not, it's not. I, I I totally agree with you. To me, a match isn't necessarily 100 about what happens in the ring. Right. You know, I always, always say it's 70 30. It's 70 outside, 30 inside. I have to be invested in the character to even mm-hmm. care about the match. And I right. think with with Rock Hogan. 
at WrestleMania 18, you know, Hogan has never been the guy who's been the best, best uh, catch as catch can, you know, right. wrestler, you know, but at the same time, it's like Hogan, Hogan's character is so larger than life that he can literally do punches, uh, a, a, a big boot and a big leg and the crowd goes bananas, you know, and I think um, it's, it, you know, we live in a day and age where people have to prove themselves in the ring, you know, and I, and I just kind of. And I miss that. I miss the outside component of, of, of professional wrestling. So well, here's the also bigger part of it is when the guys are kicking out each other's finishers. Yeah. It's it's now Stone Cold kicking out of two stun, uh, two rock bottoms rock versus bottom the Rock. Yeah. You know, it's it's just much different. It's just you're sucked in before the match begins by yeah. the Rock and Stone Cold, let's say, or Absolutely. Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, whatever. whatever. Flair but now spin. you don't buy when someone hits their finisher anymore. You just assume yeah. they're going to kick out. You exactly. know, if it's like a, <laughs> a big pay per view, it's just like, oh, RKO, they're kicking out. Yeah, especially after the, after the first one, it's just like uh, that's why so many people are so uh, up in arms when Strowman uh, ate uh, Lesnar's first F five, wasn't it? Or was it oh, was it Joe? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They both did. They both did. They, yeah, both of them did. So they were just up in arms when they did that. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, twenty years ago, that was very normal. That's how it should <laughs> be, I think. I think protect the finishers. It means a lot more. I agree. I agree. But then you got to do it all across the boards because then it sticks out like that. And when you should have protected Braun in that in that circumstance, yeah. if all across the show they were doing that, hit a DDT one two three, it's done. The match mm-hmm. beforehand, the match before that, then great. Yeah. But. Yeah. You don't do that with Braun. Like that's I was one of those that didn't like that. Only one did it when Roman Reigns kicked out of three hundred F fives. Do you do you remember where it started in WWF? It was uh, Warrior and Macho Man, and they just kept kicking out of each other's finishers at WrestleMania seven. And that was the first time I remember just over and over they just kept kicking out. Hmm. And then like Taker and Sean, and now it just happens all the time where uh, Taker Taker Sean was the biggest one for me. It was awesome. Like like of 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 a meaning so much to kick out of like a tombstone. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Hogan would kick out everybody's finishers before he hawked up. Right, so but no one kicked out of his. <laughs> but it'd be right, Bundy. Yeah. It'd be Bundy Splash. It would be right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Earthquake, <laughs> Richter scale. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I, yeah, I think slam. I, I, yeah, boss man slam. So as a whole, put it, let's put a bow on this. Uh, back to the Matt Morgan star system. Uh, Wait, real quick. Uh, can you run through the ending? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Champa. Oh, yeah. Um, so basically, the we were talking about the canvas spot that um, that they did. Uh, they ripped the canvas off. They had the wood plank. Uh, like like Matt said, about 15, 20 minutes later, it wrapped around after they had they had Champa on a stretcher. Um, uh, Gargano was uh, there were some people Steve, uh, Steve Carino had an appearance by the way um, so, so there were some people trying to hold him back he was he kept punching them he comes in the ring and then Ciampa uses that plank to DDT him and he uh, kind of drapes over him and uh, gets the pin and it goes to show how amazing of a heel Ciampa was because it was like dead silent when he won the match everybody was like whoa you know at the very end, there chant. At the very end, there chant. F you, Champa. Yeah, 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 yeah. For about a for about a good five seven minutes, though, people were just like, um, 
what? <laughs> you know, and and I and no, I it, just it was it was Undertaker uh, Brock Lesnar look. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I that's what I, my mind went back to that moment, the Taker Lesnar uh, uh, WrestleMania thirty that uh, all those mean, looks. Yeah, it goes to show people how, how good of a heel Chompley is, you know, and I think that he's the best heel in all of WWE right now, hands down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's let's put a bow on it, Matt. Matt Morgan star system. What do you give it? Stars, man. I'm throwing off with the stars business. Out of uh, out of thirty stars, what do you give it? <laughs> <laughs> I like all that. Uh, this one was the weakest. Thirty-seven stars out of thirty. This this was the weakest. I hate saying that word. Right. This was the less of the last NXTs I've seen. Takeovers, I'll be honest. So uh, if we're saying five stars, I'd give it three. Yeah, it, it seemed like the least important in a long time yeah. as far as takeovers go. It was good. I mean, it flowed quickly. Uh, it flowed easily. It went by quick. I, I, I liked it, but I agree. I think it was like three, three and a half. You know, yeah, I'd give it three and a half out of, out of five. It was definitely one of those... Like I said, the, the the leading up to it, I wasn't as thrilled as um, the past yeah. five of them. <laughs> so you know, and again, so, it's it's on a takeover scale. Like I, you know, if I get right. SmackDown three stars, this was way better than SmackDown. Yes, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got some we got some other news bits, Raj. Yeah, so uh, Enzo did a podcast appearance, talked about his real heat with Big Cass. Um, he was upset that Big Cass got injured during their match and wouldn't finish the match. Uh, he was saying how he would get tossed around in his matches would always finish, but he never got injured like that. I mean, you know, uh, big cast towards ACL. Matt, what are your thoughts on that? As, a big, as an athlete. There's a big difference. You're right. Like it's not, it's not like homeboy tore something before or anything like that. He, he bumped and fed. That's his job. He's the midget of the two. That's what you do. Um, you know what I mean? But he never got injured, injured. You know, he doesn't know how to be shit-canned over the top rope. I know that. And he got a concussion because of it. But, uh, uh, and, and and Simon Gotch took all the heat for that. And he should not have. That's Enzo not know how to fucking work. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the thing. He he had the exact same thing where he couldn't continue the match. And he was outside the ring. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get why he was upset when, you know, Cass was on his side when the same thing happened to him. He's yeah, just... So it comes across jealous. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, if Should I recall, if I recall, Cash tried to get back in the ring. Um, yeah, he tried. He was he, trying, and he buckled. Yeah, he did. He did a bunch of yeah. different. He, I think he hit a slam. He did a couple. He tried to hit a weak ass elbow. He did do something. I think. Yeah, he tried to get back. Yeah, he. I, I don't. When I was transcribing that interview, I was just confused. I mean, I was just like, <laughs> I don't understand why you're so upset that someone tore their ACL and just literally couldn't get back in the ring. I just, I, I don't right. understand that. And he was just using, he was using when he was in prison and things like that. I, I was like, what? I mean, what does that have to do with it's anything? He's, he's, he's straight conjecture. Like he's yeah. just, he's just straight this. That's all he is. And I was a huge fan of his, but when I heard that, he lost me. Because yeah. I, I don't care what you say. That was your tag partner coming up. Like him or not, you guys get to an argument, have a beef. I don't care. Now that you're not there, the least you can do is cheer for the freaking yes. be happy for yes. him and his family. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Just, He's so stuck on himself. And as far as I recall, I don't think that Enzo was supposed to go over that match. I think, no, he I wasn't. Think that, no, his yeah, house was supposed to kill him. 
Yeah. I mean, nothing was supposed to change as far as just, you know, burying Enzo, so to speak, as far as their feud is concerned and making Cass look like, look like the star. And I think he just... Enzo, uh, Enzo got a win. That was like his only win. Yeah, by forfeit, though. Like, <laughs> by, yes. By, until he went to 205 Live, I think that was his only win. I on swear Raw to God. As, I a think <laughs> as a singles, it was. Yeah. So it actually benefited him that Cass didn't <laughs> yeah. go anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, WWE is going to Australia Saturday, October 6th. We had talked about this before. It's going to be at the Melbourne Cricket Grounds. And they announced Triple H versus The Undertaker. So The Undertaker is not done. He's going to, you know, he's wrestling at MSG coming up. And yeah, this. So um, it's like a greatest Royal Rumble, except they're going to have women. I'm sure it's going to be on the network. Um, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's a big fight feel. 100,000 people. 100,000. Uh, with the with the field though, so they they can put more people on the field, so it actually can grow, uh, can you know, be more than 100k. So. With their stage and everything, I'm I'm sure it's gonna cut out like half, <laughs> you know, like I'm sure it'll probably be like 60 uh, yeah. by the end. But you know, I think it's a great idea. They have you know, if they're expanding internationally, these B shows like Backlash and all these crappy shows, do them you know in the UK where you're gonna you could yeah. do a stadium show and they want it and you could draw a big crowd. As opposed to just these random B shows. So, what's October's pay per view? Uh, it's not Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell, September. Um, well, let me double check. When's ER? When's what? Next month. That's July. Spring rules. Yeah, that's next they month. Ditch no, ditch no mercy. Did you call it ER? Is that what people call it? <laughs> yeah. God, that's I'm the way go for extreme rules. Yeah. You're not too TLC. TLC. You're only a few years older than me, Matt. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had We're neither. peers, Matt. We're peers. <laughs> so yeah, we got uh, yeah. So Extreme Rules is July fifteenth, then SummerSlam, Hell in a Cell in September. Even though that always seemed like an October pay per view to me, and then uh, TLC in October, Survivor Series, and Clash of Champions. So, mm, so TLC. Oh wait a minute! It just hit me. You know why? I don't know why it's called ER. It just hit me right now. Because I was having I was having sex when you were in the chat room. That's why. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm just joking. Oops. <laughs> that was quick. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick, money in the bank tomorrow night. Uh, real quick, let's run through this. Big cast, Daniel Bryan. Who do you guys got? Cast. God, I'm way out of the loop. I had no. Wow. Um, I don't like this for Daniel Bryan. It's just annoying me. I think Daniel Bryan's having to work in. Um. Yeah, it has to be Cass. I think Daniel Bryan. I don't think they're done bearing Cass yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Enzo, Enzo Shore isn't done. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they get their mind behind bearing somebody, they go all the way. Uh, Lashley and Sami Zayn. Duh. <laughs> Why are you asking that? All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. Yeah, Bludgeon Brothers. Bludgeon. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal. Gender. <laughs> no. Actually, if this is the summer program, they should have gender win to keep it going. Gender. But gender. Uh, I don't see that happening. That's wrong. Seth and Elias. Is it for is it for the Intercontinental? Yep. Mm-mm. Is this where they pull it off them? No, I. I don't to get think Seth so. ready for the championship? No. I'm I'm using I'm going to use the math. I'm going to use WWE math. Elias pinned Seth on Raw a couple weeks ago. Yeah. What about Brock? We got to think about the universal title. When's he leaving? When's he done for good? Right? 
Because isn't Seth... He's going to put Reigns over at SummerSlam. And then wouldn't Seth somehow face Reigns? I don't think so. I think it's Roman. Seth and Reigns. So, according to The Observer, um, there are no plans for Brock right now. He has not agreed to SummerSlam. He has not agreed to any dates yet. Thanks, Brock. Nothing is official. (laughs) Thanks, Brock. Good job. (laughs) Yeah, you would assume... Oh, good God. There goes the U- the Universal Championship. They're just going to just ditch it. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, it's like it'll be like the hardcore title where it just disappears right. and you kind of forget about it. But, um, yeah, so I think it's, it, when he does come back, I'm sure it's going to be SummerSlam. They'll work something out. I'm guessing it's going to be Roman. Yeah. Um, yeah. So was, I, I think Seth. Uh, yeah, Seth. Uh, Seth then, yeah. Uh, Carmella and Asuka. Oh, mm. uh, Carmella not clean though. Yeah, I think Carmella retains. Oh, okay. Whether that means losing by DQ or whatever, she's leaving with the title. Yeah. How, how long she's had the championship for? Two months. Yeah. Yeah, two months. Carmella. Yeah. Uh, Rousey, Ronda Rousey, Nia Jax. Rousey. Rousey. I got. Uh, I got Rousey. Jax. I got uh, Natalia. I got Natalia attacking uh, Ronda Rousey. I was gonna say no finish. Yeah, I think Jax retains what, whatever that means. I think Jax yeah. walks out with the title. Uh, I, I think the the whole story was if she can get if Ronda could get the armbar on Nia Jax, and then they did it on Raw. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they gave that away because she's yep. not winning the title. I agree. What it seemed like to I me. think Natalia's doing way too much of this friend thing, and I think that it's uh, she's selling the legs. She's saying Ronda's my friend. Those are just really. Uh, I think those are glaring observations that she's going to turn on Ronda. Yeah, but I don't think you have Ronda lose yet either. I think she's right. it's right. her first singles match. She's special. You don't beat her. So whether it's a DQ, do you think? Do you think they even have a DQ? Well, yeah, because she yeah. would attack Ronda. So never mind. I got you. Yeah. yeah so Ronda would win by. Or they have Natalia come in attack Nia. Cost Ronda, <laughs> but you can't have. You don't do the turn yet. Like it's a slow build, and then SummerSlam. You know that's that's the match. But yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see Nia losing it. Uh, the men's money in the ladder. It's <laughs> money in the bank ladder match. What do you guys think? Give me everybody one more time. All right, so we got Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, The Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, one of the New Day, and Samoa Joe. We still don't know which New Day. Nope. Nope, I love that though. I love it. I love it. Does that a little intrigue? Gonna hope it's Big E. He wins the whole thing. Um, crap. I don't. It's definitely not Braun. Um, yeah, it's not Braun. Ko. Who, who hasn't mugged? You know, taking a photo, holding up the briefcase. You know, when they do the stupid shit on Raw, yeah. where it's like, this is how you win the money in the bank. You got to <laughs> climb the ladder. And like, that's, it's like they're reminding yeah. fans yeah. like that don't know that you got to pull the briefcase off. And they have so to do Miz it over has and done over. it. Joe's done it. Um, Joe has done it. I don't think Joe's done it, right? Samoa Joe's never won. I thought, I thought Joe did it uh, when he was uh, feuding with, before the Daniel Bryan match or right, right Samoa after. Joe? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 that's, that's, no, 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 not what, no, no, no. What Raj was uh, saying, the whole, this pose up the money in the bank. Yeah. Cause usually uh, it's whoever wins and whoever poses with it doesn't win. Right. So <laughs> don't agree yeah. with this horrible logic of his. It's true, true though. It's I'm true. Right. Like it's, it's right. Like 70% of the time. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I, I noticed that too. There's I noticed, five, I noticed that too with the match. match. 
right. <laughs> with the with the Miz, people a lot of people were saying that he's like the dark horse. And as soon as I saw him do that, the whole deal, then when you he, know it's not him. Okay, yeah, it's not him. Yeah. So, um, my preference, Biggie, and push him to the moon. That would be my preference. You do, but I think that I think the safe I think the safe bet's Joe though. <sighs> Shoot, yeah, Joe got beat on SmackDown. He, uh, I can see that. That logic. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's money. What? It's, it, that logic is better than using a real booking logic because they don't do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard to argue that. You're right. Um, why not KO? Because he was forget because he posed. <laughs> don't they need a strong? Don't they need heels? Well. Uh, Main event level heel. They they do. But the problem with the Money in the Bank winner is they become a comedy character, right? Like they're, uh, you know, running around with the the briefcase and, you know, like Carmella, the teasing, Mm -hmm. cashing in. It's like not a – until they cash in and win the belt, it's like they're not at the top level. And um, I don't know. I think it almost brings KO down in a weird way. I think he'd be entertaining as hell with it, but – was it 16 and Ambrose cast in the, the same night? Yeah. I know Kane did it in 2010 Kane against Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Right. With, and yeah. uh, Ambrose against Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins just beat Roman Reigns and then Dean. And, okay. So maybe a same not cash in uh, with Joe and AJ, perhaps. And uh, maybe that feud goes on until Summer, SummerSlam. I'd, I'd be okay with that. All right. So last chance. Who, who's your pick then, Matt? Matt, Matt's frozen. He froze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, who, who you got? He's thinking very hard. <laughs> yeah, um, he's thinking really hard or he's frozen. <laughs> so, Samoa Joe, safe bet. All right. I will go with Samoa Joe. Big E is probably my second. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, women's money in, money in the bank ladder match. Uh, I, again, a safe bet. If it was up to me, I'd say Amber Moon uh, or Naomi, but I think the safe bet Sasha. Sasha hasn't mugged with the pose with the belt yet, right? I mean, the, with right. the briefcase yet. Right. Sasha's good. Um, Charlotte I don't think it's going to be, gonna be a SmackDown person. I think it's going to be a Raw, someone on Raw. So I, yeah. I could see that. I could see Sasha or Alexa Bliss. Um, See, I don't think Alexa Bliss, Bliss is already there. It. Yeah, I don't think Bliss or Charlotte needs it though. Right. I think, I think yeah. I think Sasha, uh, her character hasn't been as strong as it as it has been, and I think that it would benefit her. I agree. I'll go with that. I agree. All right, AJ and Nakamura. Uh, see, I, I, preferably Nakamura. That would be that would be my safe bet. But uh, I can see them. Doing a Joe cash in the same night, but uh, I, I probably since they already did it in 2016, they may want to expand. You know, may want to go a little bit further out in years to do a same night cash in. So I think they'll do. I think they'll do Nakamura, and then Nakamura keep it for a couple months. AJ will probably win it at SummerSlam, and then probably Joe will do the cash in at the end of SummerSlam. All right, I think Nakamura. I think it's time. Uh, I don't know. AJ's the WWE 2K19 cover guy. So, do they want him losing the belts and you know going 
you know, the night before he's announced as the cover guy? I don't know. Mm, um, well, Seth was last year, wasn't he? He didn't have a title. He didn't, but he he wasn't cold either. Like they didn't have him beat and then come out. I don't know. Mm. I, I can't see them changing booking decisions based on 2K. Right. But um, I, I think Nakamura, I think it's time. I think he could use it. I think, uh, you know, you got Daniel Bryan, AJ. You got a bunch of, you know, you got a couple of hot feuds you could do right there. So, yeah. And plus AJ is as incredible as, as he is. I mean, he's just, his, his title run has been really lackluster. AJ is a baby face, man. Those promos just kill me. I think it's the soccer mom here, Raj. I think that's what, I think this will turn this character, especially seeing the, uh, did you see the, uh, Pritchard, uh, uh, something else to wrestle with? Not yet. Oh my goodness. It was incredible. And seeing that, especially when he came back to do the whole no one, you know, isolated character, and uh, that compared to soccer mom styles, oh, man, it, it it hurts my heart. I, I thought soccer mom styles were doing good as a heel. I think as a baby, I, you know, I say this all the time. WWE just has a tough time writing for baby faces. Their yeah, their sure lines do. for baby faces just suck. They yeah. they don't give them natural lines. They sound like, well, I'm going to beat you up like that. It's that that kind of material that they're getting yeah like sucks. Bret Hart's old school promos I was talking about that on my show just how bad Bret Hart's promos was back in the day it was really really bad yeah it worked <laughs> back then not for but, Bret Bret Hart's promos were horrible his, his ring he was one he was the exception to the rule of someone who was really good in the ring yeah and that that well, can tone for his bad promos and I felt like he came more into his own after like yeah. once he like the mid nineties, like after his title run, mm-hmm. uh, he he felt like he, he started like feeling like he was the top guy as opposed yeah. to he was appointed the top position. So yeah, back in ninety two during the, the the feuds with Flair, it yeah. was yeah he was still trying to get him you know. In I his, remember his scratching fight. my head when he won the title. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. him? It was, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a house show or something. His yeah. first run. Yeah. yeah, they're like, uh, so superstars opened up and Mean Gene's out there and he's like, here's your new WWF yeah. champion. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, what? <laughs> what the hell is that? It was really odd. Yeah, it took a while. It took a while to get you know the feeling that Brett was a top guy, but yeah. you know by the end of of course he totally was. But oh, certainly. Uh, let's get uh, let's get some questions in here someone was asking me about smackdown because uh wednesday podcast it's tough for me to get to right now so it's justin and glenn so smackdown i think is better than raw on average just because it's two hours Mm -hmm. i just feel like smackdown smackdown is like wheel of fortune it's you can watch it but nothing happens it doesn't suck in. There's no real storyline movement. It's just there. It's the end. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I'm not bored, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think yeah. WWE programming right now is just on cruise control. It sucks in a lot yeah. of ways. I think SmackDown presents a good match quality show. Um, but I mean, I'm an old school fan. I want storylines, and so yep. I mean, that's 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 really why that's that's the bread and butter of wrestling for me is storylines. You yeah. know, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to suspend disbelief. I'm not I'm not a wrestling fan because of people in, uh, men in tights in the ring. That's that's not why I'm a wrestling fan. I'm in the right. to me I call it a comic book come to life, and I right. think storylines and all of that just 
encompasses what wrestling should be. And I and that's I look for storylines on Raw and SmackDown, and I'm every week I'm deficient of both of those. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's so. it's just boring. Yeah. Um oh yeah, authors of pain. So one of them has a visa issue, it was worked out, so they'll be returning soon. Apparently, WWE wants to push them, so it's not like they're being buried or uh, they're being kept off the of TV, so they'll be back soon. Um, they'll be getting a push. Dean Ambrose, uh, I think, hold on one second. He was at the Performance Center. Let me get this update real quick. Um, As you look into that, just real quick on the ALP, I think it's a good call when we think about it. Just an, just kind of like an overarching thought. Uh, putting them in there now with Drew and, and, and Dolph so dominant, uh, I think, you know, I, I think, WWE could argue for the fact that they've been off screen. I know the visa issue, but putting them in there now, you know, may kind of take away the dominance of Drew and, and Dolph. They're just kind of running roughshod on the whole tag division, and AOP not being there kind of makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. And so uh, Dean Ambrose has been working at the, at the Performance Center. So he was injured in late December, had the surgery. So that surgery usually takes about nine months. So that would be September. So, you know, yeah. uh, unless he's come back really soon from it, he's still got a few months to go, but where'd you place him? I think you turn him heel yeah. and, uh, you know, I put him on raw. Yeah. I think raw needs heels right now. They got no one. I mean, they're pushing gender right now because they got nobody, you know, yeah. gender is in a feud with Roman Reigns. Cause it, I think they they jumped the gun with Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's kind of lost in the shuffle on SmackDown. Yeah, um, and I think I think it, Rock could use it. So that's what I would do. I, I mean, what I would do is have Roman Reigns sneak his way into the Money in the Bank match, take somebody out like Edge did back in the day, <laughs> win Money in the Bank, and then cash in on Seth after Seth beats Lesnar at SummerSlam. It makes perfect storyline sense. It turns Roman heel, but he's justified. It all makes sense, and you have a hot feud. But they're not. See, gonna- the thing is, I, I've see. I might, I might get crapped on about this, but I've never really seen Dean as as a main event guy. I just, and when he had the spot, I really didn't see much in him. Even then, I think Dean would make a good mid card heel. I think, I think it's kind of foolproof at this point with with Seth being the Intercontinental Champion. I think you have hey the. Because he left when they were teaming up together, and I think it's uh, I think it's pretty much a given that you can just kind of make it really easy. If he comes back to seem like he def- he's defending Seth Rollins and he turns on him, and there's your IC title feud going into like Survivor Series or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I get your point. It's funny because when Dean when the Shield was together, I think everyone's that was watching the Shield was like Dean is going to be a money heel. And Roman's a super baby face. And mm-hmm. Seth might get lost in the shuffle. Um, and didn't turn out that way, right? I mean, Roman is money. Whatever. People hate him, whatever. But he is uh, he's a star. Uh, Seth, obviously, is hot. And Dean never quite hit that level. I mean, they pushed him as champion. But he was not like... He didn't look at him as like a larger-than-life superstar. Yeah. Um, maybe he gets that edge back. Because... I think when he, he says a baby face, he was wearing the cowboy hats, you know, he's in Vegas, he's got the dolls and, you know, you know, he was doing like this cutesy stuff. Whereas his character to me always seemed more unpredictable, like kind of crazy. 
he's got a, he's to. Got a, uh, the lunatic thing was just terrible though i they, mean well they, they played it terribly right yeah what made him a lunatic doing wacky clotheslines i mean what, it just right. it didn't make any sense and he's got to ditch the gear too i just yeah to, to me there was the just plumber nothing. gear has got to go yeah i mean yeah just you know he, he's got to do he's to me he just needs a total character overhaul he can go in the ring uh but i just think he needs a total character overhaul uh, hopefully that's as a heel, but he has to ditch the care, uh, he, ditch the gear. He needs to look at Tommaso Ciampa. I think takes. Yeah, oh yes, yeah, he went that route. I, but I think he has that. He, I mean, when he was John Moxley, you know, back in the yeah. day, I think he had he has that Ciampa style heel, yeah. uh, you know, type of mannerisms. He can do that. He can. He has that edge to be that type of heel. He's just been improperly booked ever since he's you know ever since he left the Shield. Yeah. They give him a lot of shit, like shit lines that he's got to say. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, Let's see. Any other questions here? We've got a bunch, but most of them are about Ambrose, AOP. Um, All right. CM Punk? What do you think? (laughs) Um, Does he fight? What, What does he do next? Ring or cage? Well, I can. He he has a really he's bitter toward professional wrestling, you know. And and that podcast ever. If he's dropping his friends for having an association with WWE, he's never going back. Yeah, and and it's you know I can see I can see why he wouldn't go back to WWE. But Bubba but Bubba Ray said a really good point on the recent podcast that Coco Bannon was on. He said that he you know he's a passionate wrestling fan. A, a passionate professional wrestler, he just doesn't understand how one company can basically completely rid him from wanting to go back to the professional wrestling period. I, and I agree with Bubba on that. Like, I don't see how the WWE rids him from wanting to do pro wrestling at all. And so I can see him. I mean, MMA is M- MMA's not for him, you know, but when he was commentating on uh, WWE, he wasn't too bad. So I think that commentating for something like a Bellator would probably be the way to go. That's such a waste of his star power, I think, though. Yeah. Being a commentator on Bellator. I think he can make such an influence with the with the way the wrestling war is scaled right now. You got WWE here. Let's you know, it's like get the fuck out of here with New Japan being even on the same level, right? There are worlds apart right now. WWE okay. is way up here, New okay. Japan regardless if you love the matches whatever they're not even close like bishop said like bishop said he there's no other company that'll have a big money deal other than wwe right i mean that, that pretty much says it right there so. but if new japan got a cm punk and you know that makes a difference in the tv world like the and wwe is never going to get cm punk so they could get somebody that's not going to leave them kenny omega might the way they're Pushing Kenny Omega on the Young Bucks, it almost seems like they're, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, opening the gates, I guess, or uh, extending an olive branch. But it definitely seems like they they normally wouldn't do that. And the way they've been pushing this E3 stuff and Kenny Omega and the Elite versus the New Day. Um, well, I think they're doing that just because I think Harold Mays, uh, I think he wants that expansion look. And I think that's, uh, especially with Kenny Omega. That, What's that? WWE wouldn't go for that. No. Like, no. Why is WWE pushing it? 
Oh, because they want Kenny Omega. <laughs> that, right. That's exactly. Right. So and, that's and by, and by proxy, and by proxy, the the young bucks are with Kenny. So that even if they don't want the young bucks, they want Kenny Omega strong enough <laughs> for the young bucks to be uh, on the up, up, down, down, or whatever finals that they went to with uh, Xavier Woods. But yeah, I mean they they want Kenny, but I think uh, I think the expansion of New Japan. Uh, making Kenny champ makes sense. I'm a big old Kata guy. I love the fact that he was champ for two years, but making Kenny the champ now makes perfect sense with the new, you know, type of upper executive management. So, uh, you know, it, it, we'll see. I, I don't see it. I think any wrestling company would have no, pro- I would even say WWE would be totally fine with bringing punk back. I think that I mean, if Vince McMahon sees money, Dude, I mean, they have such a fragile ego. You know, it's ironic. But but Lesnar was in court. Lesnar was in court with the WWE before he came back. Yeah, but I he mean, didn't like, rip them to shreds. I think Vince hated hearing. Goldberg did. Not like that. I think I think uh, Punk made comments that really struck, uh, that really insulted them. Like Vince hates hearing that he's out of touch and to do it in such a big platform and triple H and the way he was ripping on triple H. I think that really got to him. I don't think with Vince's money though, Raj, I mean, like we, we've Mm -hmm. seen it with Goldberg. We've seen it with Savage. We've seen it with war, especially warrior, you know, that's he sees money and, you know, time heals wounds. And I think a few years down the line, I I don't think, I think trip triple H will be stuck more, much more stubborn than Vince would. I think Vince will be willing to extend that olive branch and bring Punk, Punk back. Take it. But and that's the, and that's what I'm that's that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think Punk. Would, I think he's so stubborn that he, even if Vince extended the branch, Punk would never go back to the WWE. That's why New Japan, man. If they he's so stubborn though, he don't want to be a wrestling. He doesn't want to do anything wrestling related, and yeah. that's unfortunate. And he's wasting his potential because that's where Absolutely. his money is. Yep. And New Japan's they're at a point where they can. I mean, they've got some steam, right? And mm-hmm. I think that if they get that star power and they Americanize their product a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, it, it could be something. I mean, he, yeah. the U.S. is where the money is at right now as far as TV deals and everything goes. Uh, people are asking about, real quick about Drew McIntyre on Twitter. He wrote, I suggest the Raw roster checks out NXT TakeOver tonight. Ask yourself, ask yourself <laughs> if you're working hard enough and truly deserve to be part of the number one roster in the world. If the answer oh. is no... The show will be a harsh wake-up call of the talent coming for you if we don't eliminate you first. So mm. yeah, that's been his gimmick, ripping the current roster. Um, yeah. I'm sure he believes it, but yeah. uh, I chat with Drew often. Actually, I should uh, ask him if uh, <laughs> yeah. if any of that's a shoot. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure. You like yeah. you look at his work ethic. Look at how much he's put in. Uh, dude is a beast. No, he's yeah, he he's looks amazing. the part. He's money. He's uh, He's a superstar, and I think he's 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 right for the picking for Vince because uh, he's a really nice guy too, and I think that uh, he'll be willing to you know take instruction from Triple H and just guy. Really, yeah. I mean he's he's right for the picking. I think yeah. I, he's a, he's he'll be champ within the next two years for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> so Chris Amon, uh, the WWE doctor, um, had filed some some motions in court that a couple things can be brought up during the trial. One was that he uh, had a relationship with Jillian Hall. And then he also had a, a relationship with an independent wrestler who had a couple tryouts. So uh, obviously with the doctor patient uh, 
the it's called dual, dual relationship. It's unethical. Yeah, it's unethical. Mm-hmm. You can't have a relationship with someone that you consider a patient. So yeah. ultimately, it's almost like this could end up costing him his job and his license. Yeah. If it, I don't know where it goes, if it goes anywhere, WWE said they didn't know about the relationship. Uh, apparently a lot of wrestlers do. I, I had actually texted a couple of people that were there uh, during that time and asked them if they knew one said they didn't One said they did um, to, you know, whatever that means. So, yeah. but it, it, it wasn't a giant secret. So I, apparently some people knew, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that could cost him his license. So it's kind of ironic that he went to trial over his, you know, being defamed and, this could end up costing him his, his job and his license, maybe. It, it, it's it's kind of surprising to me because I would imagine, you know, he's been in the WWE doctor for a while, so I would imagine that he would know the legal system and that, you know, all that stuff has to be, you know, I mean, he, he, he has to answer the questions that are before him unless he wants to commit perjury, you know what right, I mean? And, right. and he doesn't want to do that. And so it's like... I don't know. It just it just seems to me like it was it was the I think the whole case was DOA from from the very beginning. And it just kind of ended up biting Chris Amon in the butt more than anybody in the whole case. And I'm sure it's WWE that pushed him to do it. So it's kind of like they pushed him to do it. This came out and it might cost him his job. And now they're going to potentially fire him because of being unethical. Well, it don't matter. I mean, they 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 wouldn't have any choice. He would he he would get his license revoked if he you know if, uh, for being unethical uh, or usually because uh, I'm about to become a doctor in psychology. So usually and 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 uh, I'm about to I'm getting my uh, second master's in clinical mental health counseling. So I'm familiar with all of the mental health psychological doctoral type of systems. So usually they suspend your license the first part the first uh, offense. They usually suspend it. Uh, and then anything after that, they revoke it. So it'd probably be a, I don't know if he's had any prior suspensions or anything like that. And this happened uh, a long time ago. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jillian Hall wasn't, wasn't WWE, what, like 2005, I think. Yeah. It's, it's been a while, but I mean, no matter how long it was, I mean, if it's, if it's right, you know, if it comes out to be true and he, and he has prior offenses, it'll, it'll probably be a revoke, but even if it's suspended, he can't help the WWE. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it won't, yeah. it won't help. And yeah. That's bad publicity too, you know. It sure is. It sure yeah. is. Someone's asking what match goes on last tomorrow and what goes on first. I think it one of the money in the bank matches goes on first, probably the men's. I think AJ Nakamura. There's, I think there's going to be a title change. I think that should go on last. I think women's opens, uh, women's money bank opens, and uh, the Bludgeon Brothers versus no. Um, <laughs> uh, I think well, that's already on the, the kickoff. Yeah, the kickoff show. Yeah, I think the WWE title uh, matches uh, closes. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that about does it. We'll be back tomorrow night, so we got to save some for tomorrow. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us, Chris. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Great, great show tonight. Um, yeah. And absolutely. I'm I'm bad. At, I'm not a host. So I'm bad at closing this kind so of stuff. So usually, usually the plugs are at the end, Raj. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, <laughs> where can we find you? Hey. So yeah, the uh, Pancakes of Power Slam show. I uh, interviewed uh, Booker T uh, this week, and uh, I've got some big interviews coming up. Um, just follow me at uh, at Chris Prolific. I interviewed uh, Bill Goldberg last week as well, so that'll be uh, coming out soon. 
Uh, I've got some big stuff coming up with Jeff Jarrett as well. So uh, it's it, it's uh, really cool to be a journalist nowadays. Uh, right now, it's uh, it's a hot season. All right. And we got tons of interviews coming up on the site this week. Uh, more from our interviews with Scott Steiner, Ken Shamrock, uh, Stefan Bonner. Uh, it's just tons of stuff. So keep checking out the site. And thanks for joining us. And we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.